What do you say, everybody? Welcome to Roll Tide Pods, Disrupt the Media. This is Elephant in the Room, and we got a great show lined up for you today. But before we go there, let me remind you that we're brought to you by MyBookie, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code next round to get half off of up to a thousand dollars price match when you make your initial wager. And you got a lot of things going on right now in the world of sports, college basketball. After Alabama had that emotional overtime win against Florida, they got a big game coming up against Kentucky. You've got NBA basketball, you've got uh, baseball. Yep. Major League Baseball. Actually, spring training has started. We have games and NASCAR, which has been great. Just had uh, Daytona. But all that stuff is uh, available at my bookie. Maybe you do a parlay. I know a lot of you guys enjoy that as well. And if you need any help with it, don't forget about Lance's Lock. Our friend Lance's Lo- Lance Taylor, obviously Lance Lance's Lock.com. They help you get that information out there. He throws those picks out and um, maybe you can ride a heater with him. All right, guys, it's always great to see former national championship quarterback and my partner here on Elephant in the Room, Jake Coker. And uh, we got another national champion in the house and uh, Jimmy Carroll. Roll tide, everybody. Man, it's a, it's, it's, this is a lot. I feel like there's generations of championships here. I know. Well, you know, I've, I've gotten to Jimmy through my dad over the, what, the last 10 years or no, it's probably been, we met probably what, five years ago, six years ago. Five, six, yeah, six years ago. So, yeah. A club golf tournament, Magnolia Grove. Right. I think, was that the one that Ray Perkins fell out in? Yes. It was one heck of a meeting, wasn't it? (laughs) What happened? What happened? I got a Ray Perkins story. exciting. Uh, <laughs> Ray uh, caused a, a, he wanted to be the center of attention. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> no, really, uh, Ray was having some problems uh, with his heart, and uh, that was just a warning sign that he was trying to move uh, a, a string or a rope. Uh, barrier and ran over it with his golf cart and he was trying to pull pull it out and he he fell out we had to call the paramedics and uh get rush him to to the hospital and uh he had a pacemaker installed oh wow that <laughs> well do you remember do you remember when remember it was galen mccullough and me we we rode up on the golf cart right <laughs> galen walked up to him and he said he said ray are you are you dizzy? Are you a little lightheaded? And Ray looked at him and goes, well, what the hell do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray was having, uh, Galen, uh, had, had looked at him at breakfast that morning. Yeah, because he was lightheaded walking up the stairs, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, we got, we got him passed, but yeah, that was a, that was an interesting couple of days with Ray in the hospital. Yeah. Did you play with Ray Perkins? Yes. We, he and I were, uh, were freshmen together. Oh, wow. And, uh, we were, Ray had these very serious head injury as a, during spring football in the spring of 63. So he redshirted in 60, 63. And, uh, so uh yeah ray and i were roommates really uh in, in college do you, do you remember uh do, do you remember um thompson his his wife was 
something Thompson, right? You like right? Am, am I getting this right? I'm not sure. I'm from Baltimore, and Chuck Thompson was our play-by-play broadcaster, but he was the play-by-play guy for the Colts. And I think his daughter was one of Ray Perkins' wives or something. Maybe he had kids with him. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, but I know that's why he always uh, talked to me. The guy's a Hall of Famer, and when he found out I went to Alabama, I was like his guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Knocked out or <clears throat> knocked a few doors open for you. It did. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you got a guy, one of the best play-by-play guys of all time, Colts and Orioles, yeah, calling you back, you know? telling you roll tide and then like my voicemail would be his voice you know back back then it wasn't these things it was like the answer oh, yeah. machine oh, yeah. like hey this is chuck thompson and the, the, the whole thing would rattle you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you had so when you got there in 62 who all was in your uh recruiting class uh because i want to say when we talked i want to say the last time we talked you were telling me uh, you're telling me a few Scott Hunter stories, but you told me about you played with uh, um, the Snake and then Joe Namath as well, right? And uh, Steve Sloan. That's right. Oh, wow. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, those three. Uh, Legends right there. That yeah. was like uh, the Mac Tua. Uh, yeah. Bryce. Who was first? Uh, Joe. Joe? Okay. Joe came in. Joe was so what fresh. was that like? Joe was freshman in 61. Uh and he started in 62 and three and then was entered in 64, but came back and led us to a victory against Texas, which they didn't give us. So, uh, that was, that's a whole nother story, but, uh, I have yeah. to dive into that one because I'm interested now. <laughs> well, well, Joe ran a quarterback sneak. On, we were behind 21 to 17. Mm-hmm late in the fourth quarter and Joe ran a quarterback sneak and one official came running in from the side signaling touchdown. They huddled and they ruled it was mm. on fourth down. So we lost the ball game. Man. Was it back? The, it, well, they didn't have instant rape. No, they didn't. No, they, didn't. <laughs> they, they weren't going to go to that, but we didn't, we didn't play real well. And like I said, you know, Joe was hurt and uh, Steve had done a, a great job of filling in for him. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, so Steve uh, had a pretty good NFL career, didn't he? Uh, and, but he was, I, I, if not, I know he, he coached he, he, afterwards. He coached mm-hmm. afterwards and uh, did a good job. But, uh, yeah, but uh, Stabler was the one that you had to just to be there. <laughs> On and off the field, huh? On and off the field. Uh, Stabler, Stabler was unique. <laughs> Great athlete. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about him, though, is it seems like whoever had any interaction with, with Kenny Stabler, no matter what the off field story was, it seemed like everybody loved him. I loved him. You know, oh, you, you, couldn't Tide Sports but, Network. you couldn't help but like him. Yeah. Just a genuine straightforward oh, he, guy. Huh? Okay. He was, uh, he was unique. <laughs> <laughs> One of a kind. Did he like to have as much fun back then as he did when I knew him? Uh, I think so. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I think he, uh, he developed that that early. No, did he? <laughs> did you ever go out with him? 
uh, a time or two, uh, I'll never forget, I saw him one night uh, after we had played, and uh, I was down, ran into him in Gulf Shores. So, well, Bama, y'all played in Tuscaloosa, then y'all were in Gulf Shores. No, no, Shores. Well, this is after we, we both. Uh, out of college. Oh, I got you. And uh, I ran, was, I happened to be in Gulf Shores and ran into Kenny and uh, we uh, toured some sites, <laughs> listened to some music. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, we uh, made friends with Jimmy Buffett because uh, he, Buffett was a. Yeah, what was that like? He used to live friend. in this neighborhood. He's yeah. a big and, Jimmy uh, Buffett guy. Well, he lived in Montrose. Like his, yeah. Yeah. he bought his family a house like right down here, a little bit closer to the water than mm -hmm. us, but we're not far from it. Yeah, you know. But uh, Kenny, we we stayed up, and and I told Kenny, I, I said, Kenny, uh, the sun's about to come up. I need <laughs> I need to go in and rest. You know? He said, No, Jimmy. We just ran out of dark. <laughs> I said, okay. Was was he still in the NFL when you guys ran out of dark? Oh, yeah. Uh, that didn't bother him. It didn't bother him. He was he was a unique guy. When, when you're still talking about somebody all these years later, it shows you what a legend. I mean, when I walk into the floor, Bama, and they say, "That's where he used to sit." Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you you've really got to accomplish that, you know, because oh, there's yeah. a lot of people that have come through the floor, Bama, and I'm talking about Jimmy Buffett and you know who else, who knows who else. Oh yeah, I'd say Snake is the probably the guy that were, is remembered most from the floor, Bama. I mean, yeah. Oh, for the floor. If Bama, you had yeah. a floor Bama like uh, you know Mount Rushmore, as far as Alabama legendary players too, or it's just probably people. him and Joe Namath. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. That yeah. too. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe they came in the same two, three years. Yeah, it was, it was something. And yeah, that was a that was a great time. I I got to figuring out. The three years I played, we only played 11. Counting the bowl game, we played 11 games. My bunch, the group I graduated with, when we were 30. We won 30, lost two, and tied one. <laughs> I saw that. I looked that up yesterday. Unbelievable. And uh, what is unique about the whole thing we lost two, the two games. We lost were back to back. Was that Texas and Texas was the last game, the bowl game oh. in '64, and then we opened with Georgia. Uh, I can't. I think that was Vince Dooley's second year as head coach at Georgia, and they beat us uh, eighteen to seventeen. Jeez, <clears throat> and. We paid dearly for both, <laughs> both losses. <laughs> How tough was Bear Bryant on you when you lost? Uh, coach was very demanding. I'll put it that way. I'll not say tough. Yeah. <laughs> he was demanding. And uh, he 
he had the type personality. He was a big man. And you, you thought that only John Wayne could portray him in a movie. Wow. That's yeah. how I never heard Coach Bryant walk into a room and say, let me have your attention. No, he just, he had it. When you, the hair on the back of your neck, when we went to meeting, <laughs> you, you, you knew when he was near because the hair would stand up on the back <laughs> of your neck and Coach Bryant would come in and fool with his watch. And he must've had, a, I don't know how many watches, you know, what, what time you got? I'm a little early, but I'll get started anyway. <laughs> and we'd go through our meeting. But I, I never heard him say, let me have your attention. Was Saban like that? Did your neck hair come up when he walked <laughs> when in? When he walked everybody when he walked in, everybody shut up. You know, <laughs> he put the glasses on and had the notebook in his hand or the you know his his the paper that he was gonna take all his speaking points from and yeah, if you were still loud and he walked in, you were in a lot of trouble. How about you guys played for two of the best coaches of all time? Maybe the two best. Both Alabama guys, right? I don't think no, not even a debate, huh, Jimmy? There's no, there's no debate. And people ask me different times as as I'm going around. Uh, do you think Coach Bryant was upset that Coach Saban broke broke his record? for the national championships. And my response to that is always, Coach Bryant loved the University of Alabama. As long as Saban, he would give him the one at LSU, he would he would count that one. He would, that'd be a freebie for him. <laughs> but he won the rest of them at the University of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And Coach Bryant, Loved the University of Alabama, and he was probably Coach Saban's biggest cheerleader in heaven. Yeah, I, I would have. I mean, of course, I never met him or, or knew his philosophy, but a guy that builds a winning culture like that has pretty much think that way, you know. Yeah, and and they were they had similarities. They they were different people. They, gosh, you know, I got to thinking. Take that 60 years ago, 1964. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> most of the people listening to this podcast weren't even alive. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> but I love the stories and other people. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, Coach Bryant had, had a, there were, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. You, you know, you built the culture, you, 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 Chose the people you recruited hard. Uh, you had a plan, yeah, and you worked the plan, and you demanded things. Coach Saban had the process. Coach Bryant had the Bryant plan, mm -hmm. and uh, they're they're very similar, and they were both very sound. What? How? I know you were there when, I mean, how long had Coach Bryant been there when when you got on campus? Uh, he came in 58. Okay. So he had been there for about four or five years. I was Four or five years, yes. And we had won the national championship in 1961. Okay. So it didn't take long for him. 
didn't take long. That was part of his plan. And who was the the powerhouses back then? Were what Notre Dame, Texas, Alabama, and uh, uh, Texas, uh, uh, Notre Dame, Michigan State. You like Notre Dame? It's <laughs> <laughs> you over there. Uh, <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, I got to show you these, man. I brought these in right here. Do you, I've got like a collection of antique, you know, glass, Alabama glasses. How come you're not on this one right here? I saw, <laughs> Do you remember when these came these out? These were all the coaches. Oh, they were the coaches. That's the coaches. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's Snellenberger right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. One, one, one at Miami. Yeah. You do you have these at your house? No, that's crazy. Yeah. I just was like, yeah, these are great. Look, are those your championships right there? These are 61, 64, 65. Yeah. Wow. And then of course 66 was the missing rank. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard about this one. That uh Keith Donovan wrote the book about and did a did a wonderful job that uh we felt like we were undefeated, untied. And, and that uh, was the Notre Dame year. Notre Dame and yep. Michigan State fought to a 10-10 <laughs> to tie. And at the end of the game, it seemed like neither one of them wanted to try to win the game. They were mm -hmm. just trying to keep them losing. Wow. And uh, I know Coach Bryant in a national publication, maybe uh, Sports Illustrated, Oh, I can't remember the guy's name, the good writer. Uh, said he, Coach Mike said, I wonder what, what that tells our guys that are fighting in Vietnam that you play for a tie. Wow. Created quite a, quite a stir. Yeah, think about what he would have his opinion on today's day and age. Oh man. Jake, you love participation trophies, don't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh I can't imagine can you imagine Coach Bryant trying just recruiting kids nowadays? <laughs> I mean you guys would have gotten rich on the NIL. They'd be the toughest team in America, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just it makes me sad in a way that, uh, of course, he deserves it. But I think the state of college football today with the transfer portal, NIL, the movement and, and the different things that uh, I think that may have played a big role in uh, Coach Saban retiring. No, oh, yeah. Well, it, you know, every time I saw him since the NIL was put into motion, uh, that was one thing that always came up. And he he wasn't, you know, speaking too positively of, of the whole process, which, I mean, who is? And, you know, I think it's kind of like he said, there's a way to reward players, but doing it in a way that, you know, involves recruiting them to get to your school is not the way. You know, right. Um, I mean, we've said it over and over again. If if it was implemented in a way where the Bryce Youngs, the Will Andersons, the guys who are committed to the university benefit from it, then you know that's one thing. But 
to pay these kids that have never proved a thing on the field outside of, you know, being good in high school, which is great, but you haven't done anything for the university you represent yet. I mean, it just, we've gotten into an insane space when yeah. it comes to NIL. Yeah. I, I do. I worry about the, the young people, the athletes, uh, what are they learning? If, if they, they're not, not able to play at Alabama and they don't want to wait their turn. Mm-hmm. Do you just leave? You go someplace else. Uh, I mean, I know there's been, I, I've talked to a few guys up there and I've heard, you know, well, a lot of them are getting paid even with, you know, the bad attitudes and, and, you know, just feeling sorry for themselves and not, you know, really understanding what it takes to start on D one level, mm-hmm. um, especially in Alabama right. or a Florida state or anywhere else. Uh, I mean, if you're not the, you know, the five-star guy that's, head and shoulders above everybody else and it's obvious that you should be playing you know the standard d1 guy you're gonna have to get there for a year and realize you're not what you were in high school and that's a big fish in a small pond and it takes some understanding of of and some humbling you know and that's the same when i got out of football i don't know how it was for you but when i got out of football i mean you realize (laughs) you got to pick it up and, and figure it out just like you did as a freshman in college, you know, whenever you're starting something new. That's how it is for everybody. Oh, yeah. It's humbling everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything that's worth having, I mean, you're going to have to go. Oh, yeah. That. That's right. That's right. Well, it's just, you know, there, there's a there's a packing order. And, and sometimes it kids uh, are young people. I won't call them kids. Young people mature at different rates. Some are some are ready, maybe ready to play as a as a freshman. Oh yeah. Uh, some are not until maybe they're uh, they go through a freshman year, redshirt yeah, redshirt freshman year, and then the freshman year, and then they're ready to play. Uh, I didn't play regular uh, and and start till I was a junior, mm-hmm. and that was with the redshirt year. But we had some we had some good football players. Yeah, you loved Alabama too. And I you know. and you know, uh you gotta look where you come from. What did you have? Yeah. <laughs> and do you have anything to go back to? Yeah. And uh I made up my mind that uh you know, they, they, the old saying, they can kill you, but they can't eat you. <laughs> uh, but they can chew on your heart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Never heard that one, but that's but, great logic. Uh, <laughs> but I, I didn't have any place to go. This, that was my way out. That was my way to, to provide for me and, and, uh, in my family. Yeah. That that was that I had my chance. Yeah, long term, you couldn't do any wrong by making that no, decision. No, I and mean, uh, it worked out great. But uh, 
you know, I, 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 I can't say I never thought about leaving, but the reality hit me. I'm going to go back and everybody's going to, they'll see me walking and they, I can hear them whispering behind my back. Yeah, he couldn't make it. Yeah. He's quitting. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's He's what quitting. drives everybody. You know, I mean, you guys in football, me and broadcasting, you know. Oh, yeah. The naysayers, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, negativity is, you don't have to look far to find no, it. No, but you know what? If you can turn it into a motivating factor, you know, you can yes. make really, you can, you can make it a good thing. What, let me let me ask you about what what it was like. You know, you, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, obviously Broadway Joe. And did you guys did you realize at the time that this guy was going to be like the biggest star in the NFL one day? You know, I, I heard him talking about Coach Bryant being on his ass a lot. I mean, you know, like yeah. him being in trouble a lot, you know, and all that. I'm, what what was that experience like for you being his teammate and you know, and him kind of being the quarterback of the University of Alabama. Well, Joe was a star. There was no doubt about that. Right. And uh, Coach Bryant let him wear the fur jacket on the sideline. Uh, no, Joe. <laughs> Joe was, <laughs> I like that jacket. Though. Joe, was, Joe was a. He wasn't that far out, and he he wore the pointed pointed toe shoes and and uh, you know some weird things but he didn't <laughs> he didn't have a fur jacket but, did uh, you guys think everybody from up north was like him well joe was joe was just one of the guys was he he fit in he uh he was there uh well i, I met him last i guess it was last spring and uh I was playing a golf tournament and, and, uh, he was up there playing. This is one of the alumni tournaments. And, and that was the first time I had met him. And, you know, I didn't even introduce myself and he was like, Jake, how you doing, man? You know, I hope you got an autograph. Just no, nah, I'm Jake. not a big autograph guy. Come on. <clears throat> Billy Williams, you know, Billy Williams, Billy Cubs hall of fame. Yeah. I know Billy and Billy's like, I wish I would have gotten an autograph of all these guys, <laughs> Rogers Horns being all these guys that he knew. And if Billy's saying that, <laughs> Rhino told me, Ryan Sandberg told me his first uh, All Star game, he just went and got everybody's autograph. <laughs> you get, you know, your, your wallet will appreciate that one day. <laughs> no, I mean, I saw, I did, I, I told you, um, Lyle Kane, uh, the, after we won the national championship in 15. I signed the ball and it had all the Alabama, uh, former Alabama quarterbacks who've ever won a national championship at Alabama. Amazing. So I think his dad, I think his dad had that ball and he gave it to him. And then Golly, he continued the, the tradition on that ball with, you know, all those, the rest of us. And, we need to have him on and talk about the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty wild. Uh, That's a whole show right there. But I, yeah, I mean, when I signed it, I was looking at all those names on there. I was like, this is, I mean, it's just crazy. The, you know, mm -hmm. to put your name right there with them. So Namath won a championship and Snake won a championship. And Jake Coker. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. awesome. It's pretty awesome, Jake. And Steve Sloan. And Steve yeah. Sloan. Uh, I, I think I met Coach Sloan. He was uh, the athletic director at UTC. He, he's like a – that guy's like a legend in college athletics. Yeah. 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 Really, one of the great people in sports. You know? Yeah. I I mean, no, yeah. Uh, you've always, as an Alabama fan, you hear that name 
and you know there's a lot of weight with it you know? yeah oh yeah yeah but uh it, it is just you know the <laughs> everybody's always going to ask about joe and and kenny We're, I mean. yeah and coker you guys, you guys <laughs> <in there>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, how you doing over there you good or are you i'm good i got to think about being here with you today after after we had talked and uh and the first thing that came up in my mind, I visualized those guys, a couple of guys tackling you after the championship game, after you had taken the oh, final yeah. knee, <laughs> and you you were got the picture of you. They they're tackling you. You're on the ground. You got the football, and you have the biggest smile on your face <laughs> I have yeah. ever seen. Did you keep the ball? Yeah, yeah, it's at my mom's house. Uh, you know what? I know where the '92 national championship last ball is. is Jay's house? Nope. One of the trainers has it. Hmm. Well, it, you know, it, he was the last guy with the ball. Yeah. You know, the thing about that is, and, and it's kind of—I mean, it was one of those moments where it's—it's it's just so you still don't even believe it. You feel like you're in a dream. You know, you—I know you grew up pulling for Alabama and. Uh, I mean, I, I grew up pretending to be, you know, Alabama quarterbacks back in the day. Right. Tyler Watts. Um, was it Tyler Watts? You were like doing Tyler that. Watts, Andrew Zal. Doing the fake handoff and then drop it back. Yeah, Zal. <laughs> I was in school back then, Jimmy. That tells you how old I am. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was even one thing that I always I, I kind of thought about even when I was at Florida State. I mean, uh, just that that homey feel of Alabama. And it was something I kind of struggled with while I was at Florida state. Cause I was like, Florida state offered me first. And then, you know, I was committed cause that was my first, mm -hmm. uh, that was my first big time offer out of high school and Alabama hadn't offered me yet. And, uh, you know, they had told me that if another quarterback committed, I'd lose my spot. And so I committed and, and then as soon as I commit, Alabama offers me. And two things there, I'm I'm thinking, uh, you know, I've got a chip on my shoulder that Alabama didn't offer me first, you know, as an 18-year-old idiot, you know, not realizing that these coaches are, I mean, they're doing their best and they're, right. you know, trying to offer where they see fit. And, and I do not, you know, even Coach Saban will probably admit this, but when Jimbo Fisher offers some, a quarterback, he's, all in at that point because he believes and trusts coach Fisher so much. Um, but you know, they offered me first, I committed, but also I felt like if I was going to commit, then that was going to mean something. And, right. And I wasn't going to waver on that. Yeah. Um, and well, you give your word though, you know, you well, that's, I didn't that. want to be the guy that was playing with hats on the table and, you know, making yeah. a scene right. and right. Right. And, um, like you did, Jimmy, right? You put all the hats out on the table. <laughs> I didn't have that many. <laughs> many hats. <laughs> I had like. You had the important one. I know that. Yeah, yeah. You four, had the right hat. Four or five. <laughs> uh, I really thought about going to Georgia. Really? Because Georgia recruited me and offered me first. And uh, so then I 
Who was the coach at Georgia at this point? Uh, it was before Dooley. It was uh, Griffin. Okay. Griffith, uh, because uh, Wally Butts had, had retired. He's got a name on the stadium, doesn't he? Griffith? No. No, wrong. No, no I'm wrong. It's Sanford State. Yeah, that's right. That's at, right. At Georgia. There is a Griffith somewhere, though. Yeah. Maybe it's the building that's next to it or something, maybe. Yes. Oh, I'm mistaking it for Georgia. Where did I know the name? Who is Ben Hill Griffin? That's right. That's Griffin. that's what I'm thinking of. Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Ben Hill Griffith. Uh, you guys talk out here. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, but and then you know, but to get to where I was going, growing up watching Alabama and all that happening during recruiting, you know, I mean, you go through hell your first year wherever you are. Uh, Florida. That's right. Yeah, they're yeah. going to hate you in Georgia for that. <laughs> <laughs> when we played when we played in Sanford Stadium, it was like playing Georgia Southern. So, you know, I was there. <laughs> I still my boots are still perfect. I brand new boots when he played and it got we got in a day deluge. I had to do the Bama post game, walk through all the rain and those boots fit like a glove today. Hmm. Still love them. <laughs> but it, 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 my experience at Florida State, I mean, you'd see Alabama winning national championships, and and uh, there's still a you know piece of your heart with that team when you watch them, right? You know, and I love Florida State, but you definitely have that that uh, that feeling that man, you hear Sweet Home Alabama. I know it sounds goofy, but you hear Sweet Home Alabama and all these things that take you back home and you're watching Alabama play and, and uh, there's just a different kind of uh, pride, I guess, in the, the crimson helmet and the uniform and all yeah, that. And, and just walking around on that campus. Yeah, that's right. Just a, I don't know, just a love that, that, you know, it's part of the culture down here. Look, I, my, my cousin just got in and he called me and he, he, you know, my cousin's, my, my cousin's grandson. And they said, he called, he's in, he got into Texas and he's got into all these schools. And, and then I'm like, I don't want to influence this guy's life, but don't ask me about Alabama. <laughs> yeah. You know what Unless I mean? You want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he's like, Oh, you really love it there. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. I love it there. It's the best <laughs> place. It, I, I wouldn't want it to have gone anywhere else with <laughs> Alabama. Y'all play so Jimmy. Y'all played in, did y'all play in Birmingham? Played in Birmingham, big games. Legion Field? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It I was, was there for that too, Jake. It was uh, Legion Field. Yeah. While I was there, at one point in time, uh, Bryant Denny Stadium, it, well, it was Denny Stadium then, uh, had uh, bleachers, grandstand. Oh, yeah. bleachers in the end zones and then uh in 1966 uh we opened the stadium and it was a, a complete bowl on mm -hmm. the lower level and it we would seat about 60,000 but we could seat 74,000 in Birmingham yeah and uh, what was the loudest biggest game y'all played in Birmingham uh Tennessee Tennessee always Auburn mm -hmm. Auburn was split 50 50 okay uh-huh and uh so it was uh 
it was always exciting. Did y'all lose to them? I not we beat them twenty-one to fourteen in '64. We beat them. Oh, I got it someplace. We we beat them uh, thirty-one to three or something in '65, and then we just we we mashed them and uh, beat them thirty-four to nothing or something in '67. Oh, excellent! I know Jake so, beat them too. That's so we <laughs> beat them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now we lost to them in '63. Uh, Three and one's not too bad. Well. Yeah. But I, since I was a red shirt, I, you weren't out I on that field. I, I didn't. I didn't go into. I didn't. We don't count that one against chalk. you. I didn't cross. The <laughs> and go into the arena. You're not going to take responsibility. No, no, no. take responsibility no. for that. But, uh, Did you? Was Goose Tree there? The guy that started the cigar thing. Tell me about that guy. Goose, Goose Tree. You know, he was a Tennessee. Tennessee. I brand. know. I know he was. Yeah. Uh, Great man, good man. Just uh, talk with that old Tennessee twang. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You think you hurt? <laughs> and in Alabama back then, there was a big difference in being hurt and being injured. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because something was hurting all the time. It, but you, you just went through it. And I'll never forget uh, my freshman year. Uh, I was in there getting taped and, you know, during, during spring training. And, you know, you get beat up and bruised up and all. And Goose Tree was doing something. And he said, today's your lucky day. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, Coach Bryant's going to check your guts today. <laughs> And I said, whoa. And I had heard about the gut checks. <laughs> you know, you, your day was coming. <laughs> Freshman moving to a sophomore. And they were going to be, it was going to get hairy. <laughs> that then. And if you passed, you were okay. If you failed, you may be forgotten. And uh, I got, I, I was very appreciative of the heads up because <laughs> even I, I did things I didn't I didn't know I could do. What what did the gut checking consist of? Oh, just running plays and it just just general practice. He just was on but you the whole you, time. They were on you. The coaches were on you, and Coach Bryant was watching. Uh -huh. See how you responded. And you played center all four years at Alabama, right? Uh, I played a lot of guard my junior year. Okay. Because we had uh, another guy that was pretty good offensive center uh -huh. named Paul Crane. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but Crane also played defense. So, uh, and then like the second ball game of the year, Jimmy Fuller was our starting strong side guard. He separated his shoulder. So he was out. So I moved over and played guard. And Crane would, would start at center. I would be at guard. <clears throat> and then when Crane would go to defense, I'd move over and play offensive center. Okay. So we'd, 
we we had uh we had about uh 14 guys 14 to 15 guys that were on quote our red team mm -hmm. our first offensive team uh i played center guard and could play strong side tackle if if necessary strong side I, and uh then bruce stevens played guard when i played center and johnny calvert could play center and guard and then we had a guy named bird williams that could play weak side tackle weak side guard and center so we would we we put spare parts in we didn't play as a whole team as a unit yeah, yeah. and then we had different backs we we'd had three or four backs instead of uh two. I, don't, I don't think we could do that today <laughs> i don't think guys well, could play <laughs> you know? yeah, but you know what though if that's the way that you came up playing though think about it you could play quarterback but i bet you could play tight end you know i could have i could have run the correct routes <laughs> <laughs> how were your hands i can catch pretty good uh i believe that man i mean like you know it's just like it's like watching Otani play in baseball. If we let guys hit and pitch, you could we'd probably have more guys doing it. Yeah. You yeah. know, you played both sides of the ball, right? Didn't you at the beginning of your uh, Alabama in career? 62 and 63, we were we played both ways. And then 64, we went to just doing offense, the, defense. When you're going through these title runs that you guys had, do you realize like what a big deal it is? Is it the same way it is now where like these guys are going on their run and, you know, and we're, I mean, because I went to all these games. I was talking about it with Mike Johnson today, going, yeah. sit, how I don't want to ever sit next to him at a game again. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to, you know, he was an All American like you um, on the offensive line, but he's very physical when you sit next to him in the stands. Yeah, he likes to slap you on the sit, back a lot. Sitting next to a bear. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time he's throwing a touchdown, I'm getting pop, like pop. <laughs> it was when we won the national championship. It was a little different because we didn't have playoff games, so it was not instantaneous. Right, you're just waiting for it to come you out. You gotta wait. Yeah, See? and and the way you look at things, you say, "Well, Alabama's lucky." And I said, yeah, I'd rather be lucky than good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm with you on that. But See, in 64, I don't know what happened. Something had happened in 62 or 63 where they said, we're going we're gonna to vote on the national championship before the bowl games. See, Notre Dame didn't go to bowl games. Right. Michigan State had that deal where and the Big Ten had a rule that they could not repeat to the Rose Bowl. Really? In consecutive years. So uh, they said, we're going to vote before the bowl game. Well, Alabama's declared national champions by AP. We go to the bowl game, we lose. Texas. The next year, that spring, they say, uh-uh, we're not going to have that happen again. We're going to wait till after the bowl games. Well, we're sitting there 
we start out number one, then we fall to number three. Because of the Georgia game? No, no, this is 66. Mm. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Time out. 60, <laughs> we got to go to 65. Georgia, we, yeah, we, we don't come on till late in the year in 65. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame and Michigan State played, and, or they didn't. But uh, we win. Uh, everything happens for us. It falls in line that everybody loses ahead of us in Nebraska. And then we we uh, kicked Nebraska pretty well in the uh, in the Orange Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. Beat them 39-28. Yeah, I've seen the highlights uh, of that. We uh, threw tackle-eligible passes. Who was the quarterback on that team? Sloan. It was Sloan. Okay. Sloan. And Coach Bryant said, we cannot beat them lining up jaw to jaw, cheek to cheek. We cannot do it. We're going to have to play like we're two touchdowns behind. So we passed from inside our 10-yard line. Whoop, he would go. We onside kicked and got it several times. <laughs> and, uh, we wound up uh, outrushing them a whole lot, and we they outweighed us. Their, their defensive front was stout. Uh, they outweighed us about 50 pounds a man. Jeez. They had one guy, Wayne Malin, and uh, was a nose guard. Walt Barnes was all-American tackle. Uh, gosh, that Malin guy, that nose guard. His arms were bigger than my legs. <laughs> and, uh, he was a, they were, but, they're corn fed there. But we, we kind of, you know, we, we out quicked them. Mm-hmm. And then in 66, when uh, Notre Dame, Michigan State tied and all, that was the best thing. We thought that was the best thing that could happen to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, it just it just worked out. Uh, was was Sloan the kind of guy that when he came in, y'all kind of knew it was a steady hand. He was going to be he's kind of a leader off the bat, and uh, he would he was would probably have not been the on that. He was a freshman when I was. I mean, we had we had fifty five guys on scholarship as freshmen. 13 played out their eligibility. 13 guys were left, and out of that bunch was uh, Paul Crane. Just because they quit or left, they couldn't handle it? Quit, left, whatever. Paul Crane, Steve Bowman, Jackie Sherrill. Oh, yeah. uh, David Ray, All-American flanker back. Place kicker, Steve Sloan, Ray Perkins, myself, uh, Jerry Duncan. Duncan was a, a halfback, running back from Sparta, North Carolina. You know, but we had some small. That's where my grandmother's from. Sparta, Sparta North Carolina. Yeah, small Jerry, town. 
Jerry Duncan. Graham, I could raise me, yeah. Made me really. Jerry Duncan grew up. I think his his dad had they had a dairy farm. Really. So you might want to check with some of your relatives. No, I'd love to. She raised me. My best woman I ever knew in my life. Sparta, North Carolina. I've been there before. It's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, come up over a mountain and you're there, you know. Oh, yeah. But we had. Uh, what did, did, when, did, when was Leroy playing? Leroy was a senior in 62. Okay. So your freshman year then. Yeah. Right? I practiced against Leroy. Oh, that must have been fun. I practiced against him. A red shirt freshman too, huh? Was it your red shirt? It's no, I I was red shirt as a sophomore, but okay, uh, okay, I got you. Freshman, I, we just well, how'd that go for you? Uh, <laughs> you learned a lot. You I killed him. I mean, uh, you think about on that team uh, across that offensive front, you had uh, Leroy, Jimmy Sharp, uh huh, Coach Sharp, uh, Chink Wilson. Uh, Charlie Pell, who coached at Florida and Clemson, and you know, uh, I forget. And Bill Battle was the tight end. How was he? And, and was he a pretty good player? He was good, he was a really good player, and he made it all the way through with, with Coach Bryant, huh? Yeah, man, yeah, he was the AD when I was at Alabama. Oh, he, he did a great job, and uh. Mal Moore was a senior in 62. I've heard a lot of good stories about Mal. I love Mal. Mal had Mal had more character in his little finger than most folks have in their whole body. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was we, a good man. We were talking about, uh, I mean, the legacy that he's left at Alabama, both playing and then he's been the most influential AD probably to ever live just through the hiring of coach Saban. Coach yeah. Saban. Yeah. I mean, Oh, I know. I, I used change to change the state. I worked with, uh, with Wendell Hudson mm. and, uh, we would sit on the planes and I I've told Jake this, I, I had a fear of flying. I don't have it anymore. So coach Hudson would bring me up and let me sit next to him <laughs> and tell me, and you know, his best friend was Mal, you know, so I would hear all the, I'm like this no. <laughs> back then like this. And and he made, I, I, I always liked Mal, but he made me a Mal super fan. Uh-huh. You know, I'm trying to think there was some, I mean, there were some great stories. I was, uh, golly, who's, what's his name? Um, Wes, uh, golly, I know, you know, his dad, Wes, uh, he played, he was an offensive lineman. West Neighbors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. West Neighbors. Yeah, Billy, Billy's son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wes was a, uh, a, uh, a player. When I worked as a associate AD at Alabama, you didn't know that, did you? Uh, no, I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, Wes is telling me some stories about when, when Mal was coaching up there, him and a guy named Guy, what's his last name? Uh, oh, he was telling me about how they, they kicked an onside kick one time and Coach Brian had told him, he said, do not line up and kick an onside kick. You better not do it. And all of a sudden, and 
uh, they were like, all right, the song size kick's going to work. We're, we're just going to do it. And they did it, <laughs> and it didn't work. Oh, boy. They said, Coach Bryant came over and ripped their headsets off himself and started just <laughs> dogging them right there on the sideline. He said his ear was red. <laughs> he said he still regrets that to his day. I wish I could remember the guy's name. It was Guy something. They thought they saw something on film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh but yeah, it's crazy the this I get the sixties, how many players, you know, not only played and then had such an effect on Alabama football or the Alabama Alabama program as a whole after their career, you mm-hmm. know. And when you start talking about all these names, Ray, Mal, all these guys, I mean, yeah. Uh it's incredible when you think about it. Just a small yeah. small community of a lot of successful guys, you know. Yeah, I were. I, Ray called me. I was. Uh, I was a principal at a school in uh, Birmingham, and Ray called and wanted me to come down and be his administrative. He had the role uh, after Coach Bryant died. He he was already named the head coach, and after Coach Bryant died. He uh he wanted the athletic directorship also. So he got that. So he called me and wanted me to come down in June and be uh his administrator. Mm-hmm. So I worked for him for four years. I had no idea. Yeah, I was there through nineteen uh eighty three through uh sixty seven. eighty seven. Did you have a lot of headaches with the players? No, no, the players were great <laughs> because Ray took care of all that. Yeah. I mean, they were his players. He told he <laughs> let me know real quick they, they're my players. Don't you don't fool with my players. <laughs> yeah. And Ray was more of a uh he was a players coach. Right. We would do things like we go out, we go to uh playing the Aloha Bowl in Honolulu. And so we charter an L-10, 11 or whatever the big big plane was, and we go out there and we we only take up half of it. Well, we sell seats to people on the other, so we we discount our our (laughs) costs going out there. And when we got out there, they gave you per day at bowl games. And uh, it's based on the local economy. Oh, boy. I lived in Hawaii. Expensive. (laughs) 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 So what we would do is we had a meeting at breakfast. And then they, the team would get together and and then they got lunch and dinner. They got cash. So you can imagine. Oh, yeah. And uh, hey, I, I had a few per diems in my day. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they, they would find a McDonald's or, or someplace where they could, they oh, could yeah. get some food. And yet then they put put the money in their pocket. Uh-huh. So, uh they were a lot, y'all were a lot smarter back then than we were in 2010. You just blow it. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is that when I lived in Hawaii, McDonald's had rice that most people got instead of French fries. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a whole nother show, but 
Can you imagine that? Get no. your Big Mac and rice. Would could you ever imagine? Would you have ever imagined Tuscaloosa is now what it is today in comparison oh, to? I, I I would get I get lost just thinking <laughs> about going and and everywhere you look there's condos. Oh yeah. That's so right. They in front of Tuscaloosa High School, you know. Wow. It's changed so much even since I've and left. I've not yeah. even been back into the uh back part of the campus. What blows me away is how big these fraternity houses and our house houses got really are. big. I mean it's, it's I was a KA crazy. at Alabama and our house went from boom to boom. Yeah. Oh. Very well, big a lot stuff. of them moved out. They moved out. We did. We moved down too. Yeah, yeah. a little bit closer. Bought somebody too. else's house and knocked it down and built <laughs> the same exact house we had, but it looks like it's for giants. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh man. But yeah, that strip and all of that and those those, those different places. Wow. So when you go to like the Denny Chimes and, and look at the handprints and stuff from your year, it looks crazy as you're on there too, you know, like what, what does that mean to you? It's, uh, I don't really go there. You know where I go? Hopefully Galette's. No, I go to the entrance way into where off of university where I guess the team comes. Oh, the uh, oh, walk yeah. of champions. And, and show different people. That's my name. Right. Uh -huh. there. Yeah. There's that's pretty name. cool. There's my name. There's my name. Yeah. And they said, wow. And they take pictures, you know? Yeah. And I tell you, uh, it was exciting for Kim last spring but i will say i was nostalgic about it but the before the uh the big a club gathering on uh friday night we got there early and they took us down into the dressing room uh -huh. at the stadium Wow. <laughs> it wasn't like that when you played? No. <laughs> it was up at, uh, in the uh, on the west side, southwest end zone, and we had wooden bleachers and a concrete floor. Yeah, right. And uh, some hanger pegs to hang your stuff on. We didn't have a... God bless them. They deserve it. I hope those kids enjoy it, and I hope they appreciate it. <laughs> and then that walk out through that tunnel. Is well, did you notice the all the lockers have the the number, and then each guy that wore that number underneath it yeah. in those lockers? Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, like, yeah, I mean, fourteen had every guy that wore number fourteen mm -hmm. prior to me, you know, on my my game day locker. Really? Yeah. But it was pretty cool. You go there. That is pretty you're awesome. Ready for a game, and you see that, and you're like, you know, you're got to think about the history of yeah, the legacy that's there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's that's what one thing that people forget, and sometimes you just have to uh, do some research or read some books. Uh, 
Alabama won national championships before Coach Bryant got there. Oh, yeah. You're right. Frank Wallace Thomas. Wade. Wallace Wade. Yeah. Frank Thomas. Yeah. In fact, uh, I got to thinking, you know, it, it, sometimes you just think, well, I wonder how many, you know, and I said, you know, uh, Auburn's been playing for a hundred years, football. Over a hundred, maybe a hundred and ten, who knows, you know, and I think to myself, you know, and I'm feeling cocky and whatever, and I'm thinking... <laughs> They won two national championships. You got more than you got that many. I got four that years. many in two, in two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I said, I wonder how many other people have done that. And Dad Gummit, there was a guy from Enterprise, my hometown was on the 1925 and 1926 national championship. How about that? In Alabama. James Goofy Bowden. How about that? <laughs> he won two back-to-back -back years. That's pretty wild. And I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. You know, you don't don't get too full of yourself. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right. Uh -uh. Those bow weevils. Bow weevil monument. Yeah. Yeah. I know. He used to pass there on the way. It, when I was at Alabama, we used to go to Panama, Panama City, City, and you'd go right through there, and they had a restaurant mm -hmm. called Po Folks, which I mentioned on one of my other shows, and people got in there and said, "Hey, I love Po Folks too." <laughs> yeah. You guys not, ever eat at the Po it's, Folks it's in Enterprise? It isn't. They closed it. Get out of here! You know what I would get there is chicken livers, which oh, were yeah, delicious. They had great chicken sweet livers. tea, little mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Bring you back, huh? I'm ready to go to City Cafe because that's where I get them from now. <laughs> oh, City Cafe! Wow. Did they have City Cafe in in, in Northport when you guys were? Around? I think they did, but uh, you know, uh, you had to pay over there. You didn't have to pay uh, when I went to uh, if you went to Bryant Hall at the dorm. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was. I've heard the food's good there. We had good food there. Uh, <laughs> Coach Bryant, that was one thing they did. That that was a plush place. They took care of us. That's great. We had some rules. Have you been to the new facility? And I say the new facility, I mean the the facility since twenty eighteen or nineteen. I haven't seen it since they expanded it. Oh my gosh, it is. I, I mean, I, I we were spoiled when when I was there. You know, I. When I was at Florida State, um, man, I thought it was nice, you know, and and, and it was great. But, uh, I mean, I remember my first wake-up moment was at Florida State, you get done working out, and they had these cartons of uh, protein shakes just in mm. a fridge in the corner of the room. Yeah. And you'd go over there and get one after you worked out, maybe two if you're trying to gain weight. And then I get to Alabama, and it's you get done working out, and they've got, like, eight to 10 nutritionists coming up to you after you get done working out, asking you, you know, what, what can you they want make shake? for you? You want peanut butter, <laughs> you want strawberries, bananas. Right. I was like, what in the world is yeah, going on yeah. here? Yeah. That's how the Cubs have uh, kind of moved to that too. Just to say, but they're doing it for, I mean, there's a hundred guys on scholarship. They're doing it, you know, and, and then if, if 
you're on a weight gain plan or a weight loss plan, Miss Amy would put together what goes in your shake and what you eat for breakfast after you that? run. You knew about the she knew about the perimeters. <laughs> wow. we, we had a guy and we got do you know Alphonse Taylor played offensive line in Alabama when I was there? Uh he was trying to lose weight at Alabama and he came he told us, you know, he was telling us his dieting plan and he was talking about going to the store and shopping the perimeter because <laughs> that's where all the healthy stuff is. <laughs> Sounds like a basketball defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's just it's crazy when and that's Coach Saban. I mean, I, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, he he was the genius behind not only on the field X's and O's, but perfecting every process that took place off the field. Too. Yeah. You yeah. Know. He's, uh, I, I hear about things that they they do that uh, you know just it just blows me away. Was you know, Coach Bryant pretty heavily involved off the field in terms of? I mean, I know I'm sure nutrition wasn't wasn't like it is now. I'm sure they well they just tell you to eat more back then. I'm sure, but uh, yeah, we we ate good and we had training table mm-hmm. and uh, of course you know the big thing was. Uh, on the, before the game on Thursday night, you know, you got to twice baked potato because you did <laughs> yeah. the carb load. And then we, we had a big, big potato and whatever. And it would have, uh, our pregame meal was a, uh, New York strip. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of those last night, uh, English peas. No good one. And, uh, dry toast. And then we could either have coffee or hot tea oh, yeah. or whatever, but that was it. Yeah. And, you know, of course, eating at four hours, four kickoff or four and a half hours, not going to, you're not going to get any, it's just going to keep your stomach from growling. <laughs> That's right. Because the Thursday night and Friday nights were the big, the big meals where you were going to get the, uh, the energy and we'd have protein. And, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, we had, uh, We'd walk in, sit down at our, our place, and they would serve us. What do you think the legacy of Bear Bryant is to you? You know, we talk about Nick Saban all the time because Jake played for him, and I, I lived through that, you know. But I, I remember coming to Alabama and hearing about Bear Bryant. It was like he was larger than life. You played for him. Well, to what me, did he mean to you? To me, you always hear the the fear factor, like you mentioned. You know, I mean, was he a guy you could approach and talk to, or was after after you played? Mm-hmm. He was great to sit down and talk to. Really, uh, there was a sort of there was a fear factor, but there was also the fact that you did not want to disappoint him. Mm-hmm. You wanted to please him. Uh, you know, you wanted to do your job uh-huh. and contribute and be a winner in his eyes. So, yeah, I think it was more of a, a not wanting to disappoint him because he had he had faith in, in us. Was he as big of an icon when you played as he was by the time the seventies came or was at that point, was he just, he was a good football coach, but not he, like the, like, I mean, like, think about it. Like his picture's behind you. Yeah. That's the beginning, like logo of, uh, that's the beginning of, of him yeah. going into that, 
when did you realize like you played for one of the like the guy? Uh I guess uh, after I I matured a little bit. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and uh, was able to you know put things in context. Right. And, and in the proper perspective. But uh if people ask me all the time they said, would you ever talk to Coach Bryant? I said, talk to all the time. All the time <laughs> I talked to him. And they said, really, what would you say to him? I said, yes, sir. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I'll do better. <laughs> I said, you don't understand. Coach Bryant didn't want me for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> all he wanted me to do was go out there and knock somebody down. Yeah. Did, did he, what, well, it's one of the, one of the things we talk about is that Coach DeBoer doesn't cu cuss and Nick Saban cussed a lot. What was Bear Bryant like? I I'd imagine he he had a mouth Coach like Bryan probably me. He, he, <laughs> uh, yeah, he he could he had some phrases. Oh yeah, he had some phrases. Who was the guy on your team that he? Did? I'm sure there was somebody on his team he rode their ass all the time. Oh. All the time, Jake. Do you have a guy on the saving got on with you guys? With you guys, because like there's always somebody, you know. Uh, I mean, if you gave me a minute to to think about it, uh, that means he probably liked them a lot, though. Yeah, you oh, know yeah. what I mean. Like, it's not like would pe somebody might think that that's a bad thing. He was on Lane's ass all the time. Well, that's a different <laughs> story. <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole different story right there. <laughs> but I, I think Coach Bryant had had different ways of of handling people. Uh, it you know it it bothered him when you had somebody that had a tremendous amount of ability, mm -hmm. but didn't display it all. Wow. The time. Mm -hmm. He would he expected more out of them. The other guys, some of them, like like myself, and I'll, you know, uh, a pat on the back, or kind, you know, out of boy, would would do me a yeah. lot of good because I tell people that two things kept me from being a pro player. <laughs> Size and ability. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, I had the total package. Of everything. <laughs> so I, I, I was, I was just glad to. I was just proud to play. Yeah, oh yeah. I to play. Yeah, oh yeah. I wanted as much action as I could get. I, uh, Jimmy, oh. if you gave Coach DeBoer some advice, my my advice to him would be recruit the hell out of Alabama because we got, this is a different place and you got to have these guys. You want to beat Auburn. You need Alabama guys. You don't get those Alabama guys and you lose that game. That's forget right. about those three games at the beginning of the year. You start yeah. losing that game and you're not going to be around long. You've been a, a Alabama football fan. You played their national champion. What advice would you give coach DeBoer? I would tell him to get close and he did in January, late January. I I saw him, and he was in Montgomery at the big uh, Alabama Football Coaches Association meeting. Mm -hmm. He spoke, mm -hmm. 
uh, he needs to embrace and get close to the high school coaches. Yeah. And I would tell him, embrace and promote the Alabama culture, Mm -hmm. the tradition, the history. You know, it's not just by chance that they have where legends are made. Oh, yeah. This is, we are the flagship. We are the capstone. It, it, and we have a rich, rich tradition in history. And I would tell him, <clears throat> talk to some of the guys. Alabama football is a family affair. It's a family. This guy and I are brothers. But we got a, we got we got the A club. Mm-hmm. He has put that he put those silks on. Same same as I did. He stepped across that chalk into the arena and fought his guts out for the University of Alabama. Push that. It's a family. And these get, you know, I love to go, Kim will tell you, I love to go to the A Club meetings, you know, when we have socials and all. And uh, when I'm around the guys that I played with, uh, or you don't shake hands, you hug each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think about guys that, that I love to talk to. And, uh, oh, I was thinking about him day before yesterday, Roosevelt Patterson. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can you cannot be around Roosevelt Patterson without having a smile. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's an A club brother. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's a, it's family, and it means something. And there is there's mutual respect. I know. I think that Jake has respect the fact that you know you got now you know you got championship rings. You won games. You played at Alabama. I know I do for him. I pulled for him. Uh, no, you know I got a lot of respect and for enjoyed, you. Enjoyed, well, he's enjoyed, talked about you coming on here for enjoyed months. Enjoyed watching. Uh, but it's just, it's a family. And, yeah. And a lot of colleges and, and schools don't have No, that. uh-uh. I just had this conversation. That's what I mean. I've, so I've told know. my cousin that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, I mean. I mean, I, I don't want to influence him too much. But I'm like, don't ask me if you don't want to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, I don't yeah. want to make his decision for him. No, it's like I, he's like you I love it. I'm a, like, oh, I love my it. My wife and I went to Nashville. Just took her up there uh, before we had our first child. And uh, guy walks <laughs> in. I'm eating lunch with my wife, and he looks over, roll tide, and I'm like, we just became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> roll tide right back at you. Yeah, you know, you you'll see it everywhere you go. You. If you got something in Alabama, that you you'll see people and they'll they'll say roll tide. Oh yeah, and it's but I I hope Coach DeBoer does not get upset. But I know he's got to recruit 
and he's got to he's got to get this these groups behind him. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm impressed with him. Uh, he's a great hire. I mean, come on, you know that. But I I watched his teams play. Uh, I watched him in first game against Oregon, and of course, I was I was. I was pulling for Washington because hell, I was anti <laughs> Michigan. No, Texas, uh, Oregon. Uh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Who's the quarterback? Uh, Bo. Bo Nix. Yeah, Bo yeah. Nix. Yeah, yeah. I said, you know, I'm for Washington. <laughs> and, uh, Too much Auburn there for you. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's like the Auburn mascot went to play football for the Oregon yeah. Ducks. So, but you know, but I when I heard that the boy, he beat him last year in the regular season. He beat him this year. Beat Oregon this year in the regular season. He beat him in the championship game. He beat Texas in a bowl game oh, last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. He beat Texas this year. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good hand. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's a pretty good hand oh, to yeah. hold when well, you're when you name the head coach. That's that's two good programs. Oh yeah, I think uh, you know. I mean, everybody was talking about Dan Lanning, and uh, I mean, I I was too back before we knew who was coming. Oh yeah, and, and then I'd like to had Dan Lanning, but I didn't know that. You know, at the time, uh, I didn't know that DeBoer had beaten him. What three years in a row? Yeah, yeah, three years in a row. Yeah. Well, uh, well, two, two, three, three, two years in a row, years. three games in a row. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh. I'm 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 for him. I just I just I just hope he just can can stay the road. But recruiting is the key, and recruiting you back your own backyard. Oh yeah, well, that's what Saban came in and did. Yeah, he well, never, he wasn't messing around. No, no, as uh as like um, Lance Thompson when he was at Tennessee. Oh yeah. And he said, "I need. We need to build a fence around Tennessee and not let Coach Saban in." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's not. He, what the guy he's coming to take is the guy that you, you oh, need yeah. on your team. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and you can't beat him in a room. I don't care who you have. No. Uh, it's funny. I had in my in in home visit. It was Lance Thompson and Coach Saban. <laughs> he was talking about telling talking about that story. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, where's where's Lance at now? He was at South Carolina last I I heard, he? but I'm not sure where he is now. He was a. Uh, I I love Coach Thompson. He's maybe. like there's like legends in recruiting, like Ronnie Cottrell, who's over at Mobile oh, yeah. now. I yeah. I talked to him on like the NSP show one time, and I'm like, oh, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> One of those those guys that just knew, you know, like they used to talk about him though, and kids when they were six sixth grade, you know. Oh yeah, some guys committed to Tennessee, then all of a sudden he's the Ronnie, and you're like, how that happen? Are you going back to any games this year? You going to go to the spring game this year? Uh I don't know when the spring game is. April thirteenth. April thirteenth. Oh, and then the transfer portal for the spring opens up on like the sixteenth. Uh, maybe the fifteenth. I I will 
going over the 16th, uh, the 13th is a day. Uh, the 20th, my class, my high school graduating class decided to hell with tradition. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to, we all celebrating our 80th birthday. Yeah. So we're going to get together April the 20th nice. there you go. And, and have a, a 62nd year reunion yeah, oh yeah. for us. And then I think, don't we have to go to uh, Tuscaloosa the 30th or, or the 27th, 28th or go someplace? Oh, yeah. The wedding. West Rachel, uh, Rachel Perkins. Ray's. Oh, okay. Ray's uh, oldest daughter is going to be, oh, we're going to Nashville. Yeah, I knew we were going to the wedding. You sound like me. I got to lean over and ask my wife where we're going every weekend. <laughs> yeah, <too>. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, why do, you, why do you think I brought her with me? Yeah. She's my navigator. <laughs> she's probably going, before long, she's going to be my, my chauffeur. <laughs> but won't be driving Miss Daisy. It'll be driving Mr. Jimmy. <laughs> 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 that's great uh all right well when are we gonna tee it up again i don't at know at some I, point or when you're coming out I've you have got, to ride around the a club tournament with me i will i well you know i come to i came to the last two uh, i just didn't play i but i i, I look forward to uh to visiting uh with everybody get to see you and and uh all the guys you know uh, a bunch of the bunch of former players and different people i always look forward to seeing gary phillips no oh, yeah dr phillips even though i see him either once or twice a year but that's business that's not social you got any good on field stories and namath and, and stabler i'd uh, love to hear how they were on the field i tell you uh joe Joe's funny. Joe put, when I was a red shirt, Joe put me in my place quick. <laughs> I figured out you are here. He's here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we were up, we'd gone to, uh, gone up Friday to uh, Legion Field and stopped there to work out before we went to the hotel before the game the next day. And, uh, Joe was throwing, we were doing, you know, loosening up, throwing and all, and I was snapping the ball to him. And there were a bunch of people coming in, you know how the people are. Hey, Joe, hey, Joe. Hey, name us. And uh, I kind of looked back, wasn't all the way down, I kind of looked back, I said, Joe, your public's calling for you. And he pushed me down. He said, who in the hell do you think they would be hollering for? Jimmy Carroll? <laughs> <laughs> I knew then. There was a packing order. <laughs> and I, went, I was at the bottom. <laughs> uh. Oh, Stabler. There's, there's too many to tell about him. I think Stabler, you know, we talk about our favorite Alabama quarterbacks, which I said was Tua. 
Uh-huh. But I don't even think about Snake, you know, just because I didn't see him play. Mm-hmm. But he's probably my all-time favorite Alabama player. Snake yeah. was fearless. Just because I, well, because I like drinking beers. Radio's with him. not on. Yeah. Radio's not on. Is no. Okay, good. So I can tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Senior Bowl? I think you were with me. We we had at the country club, you know, Senior Bowl week, you know, one night something and Stabler comes in and he's he, that's not his first stop <laughs> <clears throat> and he's hollering JC there he is there's JC and he said he said let's do it now I said snake if I get down I don't know if I can get back up Mom. and uh, he, Rose comes walking his, his wife when he was married to Rose he said Rose come over he said this is J.C. said, he was my offensive center at Alabama. And he said, you know, I probably had my hands on his ass more than I have yours. <laughs> <laughs> and Rose had probably heard it before. But she looked at him and said, Kenny, the last five years, I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way Snake was. Say anything at any time. <laughs> Perfect for this show. Too. <laughs> Try hanging out with him twice a week. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> the guy just—you you met him one time, and you felt like you knew mm. him your whole life. Like, oh, yeah. if you didn't know he was a superstar. You did, you know what I mean? He just he was like a normal guy, but he wasn't, you know, like normal as in like just a normal great guy. But yeah. oh yeah. But then you go like around him and it's like larger than life. Like he he's the Harry Carey of uh of of the Alabama football program. I mean, like where he didn't meet a stranger, you know, like he he knew everybody's hometown, where they came from. Like he would talk to him and take time for everybody. I loved him when he was on the radio. Oh, me too. Oh. That's oh, the best it's ever going to be. You, what did you hear the news today? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, I I would love to hear what your opinion is. You know, I mean, I, I hate that, you know, you have change in life, but yeah. you know, I when when it was Eli and Snake, I mean, that was as good as I've ever heard. Oh, was a that was the best great. football broadcast ever. I, I kind of wish that. Eli wasn't on a campaign tour, but because it's, it's life isn't always fair, you know, but you got, but it don't make my university look bad. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, You know, of course I lived through it. uh, And uh, I worked with Perkins four years and there was a lot of criticism, you know, when John Forney was a great one too, was replaced. But, you know, John had had that stroke. Yeah. And he wasn't the same. Oh, that's how they tried to, was, too. They tried to come back. But Ray had his own ideas. Mm-hmm. And he wanted Paul Kennedy. Yeah, another great one. To to do that. And, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I, I just, Chris Stewart has paid his dues. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love Chris. He has he has been there. I mean, for basketball, for 
you know, other sports. Baseball. baseball. I know him from, I mean, Chris, you know, guys know I'm good friends with Chris too. I used to work with him on baseball. You know, I love Chris, but oh, I, yeah. I I respect Eli too. But I don't like what I he's doing right now. Yeah, I don't my 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 opinion is I don't want to spoil what you guys think though. So no, I mean I, I look each era has to come to an end, and I you know once you're once you can only do home games and and things kind of become a mess. And and I didn't listen to the broadcast as much uh, this year as I have in the past, but. Um, Chris's calls to me are hard to beat now. Just so energetic, He's good so, at high, it, man. so yeah. high energy that, and his, so his, I love the what was it after the Iron Bowl or hear what game he was like. Let's get you know, out of here. Able to keep him out of the, off the field tonight. Oh We're yeah, out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then bottom in the basketball. We've said that I don't know how many times. There we we were doing a game, a baseball game at at Clemson. And we'd done, you know, a couple seasons together. And baseball is my thing, you know, but I was on there with him. And and it was his show, you know. And I, I know baseball better than he does. And I would mute him and tell him what was going on sometimes. And he'll tell you this, you know. I mean, I just know it, you know. Yeah. And I love him. And there was this time we're getting our butts kicked by Clemson, game two of the Super Regional. And I said something like, if you're just tuning in, and he goes, tune out. <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't stop laughing. I'd like push the mute button and I would try to go again. And we're we're down like 17 or something. I mean, you know. Oh, wow. And he said that. And it was it, it really was one of the funniest things, if not the funniest, that I've ever had somebody say to me on the air on a on a sports game. <laughs> the timing was perfect. Everything, man. I, I, I love I like both guys, but I, I love Chris. You know? yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, some of my uh, favorite Alabama football memories uh, have a lot to do with Eli's call of a game, you know. But um, I've also, I mean, Chris was there when I was playing, uh, did a lot of interviews with him. I've heard him on the radio. I love him. He's just Alabama through and through, and yeah. that's what you want. You right. Know? Hell yeah. Uh, even as a player, he always – had your back and he was always supportive of who he was calling you know and that that means a lot to me i think when a when a commentator has that much uh love and pride for the university that he represents and, yeah and cares about the players he's obviously a very what you see is what you get with chris and he's i just i think so highly of him I, i'm just i'm excited for him i and this day was coming. We knew it was eventually coming. Yeah. Um, I hate that it's getting spoiled like this for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's just, what bothers me. I don't, I don't like con- any kind of controversy. I think we ought to just be. He had a really good long run, you know, thirty six years. Yeah, I looked, man. Take take the par- like the parade and enjoy the time. We he would have gotten honored, and everybody would have been like, "Hey, man, tip the cap to him." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what he's doing to me is just not the right way to do it. Yeah. I think you just, you know, I mean, life isn't fair all the time, but you know what? It's Chris's time now. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, he was only going to go one more year. That's what he, uh, I heard that on Fine Bomb Show. Yeah. That he, they wanted to, they wanted him to do the A-Day game and then bow out gracefully, you know, get the applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he wanted to come back and, and do one more year. 
Mm-hmm. Well, was one more year. Yeah. Uh, I can see it. You know, I can see it either way. But I don't. I don't. I can't. I don't want any controversy. I don't want anybody just talking about it. But uh, you know the. Uh, Radio is different nowadays. It is Be- because with all the games on TV, mm-hmm. I know Kim got started when Kenny was there, but she's she'll stay in the bedroom and listen to the radio with the TV turned down. Oh yeah, I'm I'm in the den watching, you know. Unless it's Gary Danielson, then I got to got to turn know, that off. I got to turn him. <laughs> I off. agree with that. Uh, I'm with you on that I, one, Jimmy. I watch, uh, but you know, used to games weren't on TV. Yeah, you listen right. to the radio. Uh-huh. You listen to the radio, and and you knew, and you know, you you think back. Gosh. Uh, Oh, the Gaffin, there was a Gaffin, Mississippi State, that was a great and that radio announcer. Yeah, I remember him. Gaffin, Tennessee. Oh, that's John Ward. John, John Ward. I met it's, him. It's football time in East Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> a great broadcaster. And uh, what's his name from Georgia? Yeah, Larry Munson. Larry Munson. Oh, God, hey, you, hey, we, who was it? We stepped on their face with a hot boot. <laughs> you know, but that, these guys, you know, and, and the guy that used to call for LSU, you know, I used to, they, they always played at night, so you always got to listen to, to the LSU game. In fact, I remember riding around in Enterprise, Alabama, Listening to WTIX out of New Orleans, the night, the Halloween night, that Billy Cannon returned a punt, eighty-nine yards <laughs> against uh, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and they won the game seven to three. And what they don't say is that they stopped Ole Miss on about the two-yard line, going in for a touchdown at the end of the game. Wow. Mm. But uh, Billy Cannon made his his name that night. And there's an art to it for sure to lock people in and have them listen and be describe it so you can actually see it. And you know, I I remember the guys, uh, and I remembered a guy's name, Simpson Pepper. I remembered him. He was a principal when I was in Birmingham at Jones Valley, but he was the announcer for Legion Field, a press box announcer. Oh, cool. And then uh, whoever called is before Forney. Uh, he like, um, who called? Mel Allen? You were, that would have been know, before Mel, you. I know Mel. No, this this is this was a guy in the sixties, but uh, he caught a lot of flack because uh, I thought it was the greatest thing around. <laughs> He'd say, you know, Auburn sends in Jackie Burkett 
Alabama sends in Leroy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all he had to yeah, say. Yeah, but the, you know what? There's guys that, that that's just all you need. That's, everybody you know? knew who Leroy was. Yeah, you didn't uh, need to say Bryce Young. One. Yeah, yeah, right. Leroy Bryce Young. Jordan. Number 50. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you get to that point. I'll never forget. I got I got a ride up to uh and reported to Alabama my freshman year a day early because some my guy was coming up for a fraternity party, you know. So I went over and checked my stuff in. I went over to the practice field, and I was standing there at the, at the gate, and Goose Street came up and told the <laughs> said, let him in, let him in. I told him, you know, I had I got a ride up. I was coming. I said, uh, Coach, where's, where's Leroy? Show me Leroy. He looked at me and he said, son, you don't look for Leroy, you listen. About <laughs> <laughs> that time, Coach Brown was up on that, uh, <laughs> that tower uh, and he had that bullhorn and they were running an outside drill or something. Fullback was running, leading, knocking on the linebacker and pitching the ball to the tailback. And Leroy forearmed the fullback and bam, he unloaded on that back and all. And after about two or three of those, Coach Bryant said, Leroy, get your ass down to polish before you kill somebody. (laughs) 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 I mean, Mr. Jordan was. was well known oh yeah all right you ready yeah go? yeah great great time guys <laughs> yeah thanks Thank for coming y'all. in here Listen, jimmy i appreciate it and uh Oh, mate, I've got a little joke about it. I was going to say, where's my NL? Can I yeah, yeah. Let's get you hooked up. Man. Hey, Jimmy Carroll, thanks for Jimmy, coming on with your us. Eligibility's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. We appreciate it, guys. That was Thank Elephant God, in the God. Room, Jimmy Carroll. Thanks for hanging out with us. Roll Tide. Tell the story.